Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or afternoon, or day, or whenever you're listening. Yes, you are listening to A Good Drop, and uh, this week we're talking about Sauvignon Blanc. The uh, most popular wine in Australia. Yes, it is uh, a dry white, and uh, we'll tell you more about it after this message from music. So I'm Stuart. And I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Again, episode number 30, Sauvignon Blanc. Yes, and uh, for those of you who aren't aware, tomorrow is, well, assuming that you're listening to this on the day it went live. Or even the day, if you're listening the day after, it's even better. Yeah, because uh, that day is International Sauvignon Blanc Day. Friday the 4th of May. Friday the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. May the Sauvignon Blanc be with you. Yes, may the Sauvignon Blanc be with you. The force is strong with the Sauvignon Blanc. We we can tell you that right now. The wine is strong with this one. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Who'd have thought that would be a good crossover? Hello there, Sauvignon Blanc. May the 4th. (laughs) So it is, uh, as, as we said earlier, Sauvignon Blanc is a green-skinned grape variety that uh, it originates from the Bordeaux region of France. And uh, the name is believed to come from the French Sauvage Blanc, which means wild white, which uh, is believed to have resulted from the early origins of the grape growing wild in the southwest of France. And here we are drinking it like crazy. In yeah, in, today, uh, in, today. in Australia, yes. So yeah, it... Uh, Sauvignon Blanc, as we mentioned earlier, it's a dry white. It produces a crisp, dry, and refreshing white wine varietal. It's actually grown in many varying wine regions in countries around the globe, including, as we mentioned, where it began, France, Chile, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and the United States. Now, uh, the flavors and characteristics of Sauvignon Blanc differ greatly depending on country, climate, and soil the grapes are grown in, with the variety even occurring between the five regions of Australia, which it's most commonly grown. Well, I mean, that makes perfect sense because there's several European countries between the five different regions. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah, in uh, in mm. South Australia, the Adelaide Hills produce crisp, fresh, grassy wines, while uh, richer, riper examples of the varietal are found from the McLaren Vale and Langhorne Creek regions. Whereas uh, in Western Australia, Sauv Blanc from the Margaret River has ripe, zippy, and grassy flavours that have tropical, musky asparagus aromas. While the uh, Pemberton region produces distinct and appealing styles with tropical fruit aromas and flavors with soft, glossy palettes. Now, Victoria's cool regions produce some fresh and vibrant soft blancs, with those from the Yarra being typically restrained and elegant, while King Valley and Goulburn Valley varieties are often grassy and tend to show classic cool climate freshness and vibrancy. The cool climate in Tasmania is ideal for producing varieties that typically have high levels of crisp acidity, giving the wine uh, great freshness. Now, producers in Tasmania often mature a small portion in uh, oak to add complexity, richness, and texture. And uh, the final region I'll mention here is uh, Orange in New South Wales, where uh, the winemakers capitalize on the cool climate and high altitude to produce Sauvignon Blancs with fresh herbaceous characters. And in fact, the Sauv Blanc we're drinking today, the Ashley Horner Little Jack Organic Orange Sauvignon Blanc, is, as is mentioned in the name, orange, not referring to the flavor, but the location. Mm. It's really quite fantastic. Uh, it's one of the better ones I've had. 
a very mild sweet. It's not bitey. It's yeah, as it says on the bottle, quaffable. This one is a quaffing wine that we, we're drinking in 2016 that the uh, vineyard themselves say is at its best up until 2019. Mm. Well, 2016 was a fantastic year for wine. Mm, it was indeed. In fact, all of our wines for today are 2016s, our good drop, mm. our top drop, and our own drop. Yeah, what a year. It's like the 2014 of Shiraz. Yes, indeed. So let's talk briefly about the uh, Ashley Horner Little Jack Organic Orange Sauvignon Blanc, which <laughs> what is a, a name. bit of a mouthful, <laughs> but uh, it uh, they say it has aromas of passion fruit, rock melon, and peach, with a palate of sweet honeydew and passion fruit, and a lingering citrus finish. Wow. Now, I'd, I'd say that I, um, I definitely get the aromas of passion fruit, rock melon, and maybe a hint of peach. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really tasting the peach. But yeah, I suppose mm. it's there faintly. And um, the the honeydew and passion fruit tastes sort of. I, I no, definitely. I I, I I'd reckon that they're there. I, mean, I definitely pick up on that citrus finish. It's got a very pleasant citrusy aftertaste. It's very very fresh, very crisp. It goes down really well. And we were sipping this and having some cheese before we started recording. Mm, we were. We paired it with uh, both a cheddar. And brie. And a brie. Or double brie it was, if you want specifics. Well, and it was a vintage cheddar, was it not? Mm. Mm. Ah, very, very, very nice. Worked well. Went very well. Now, we're still talking about this particular wine. Let's get into its popularity, because this is, in fact, the most popular white wine for regular wine drinkers in Australia, according to uh, research conducted by the company Wine Intelligence in 2017. Amazing. Because it never used to be. Up until the early 2000s, it was a relatively unknown wine, or at least an unfamiliar wine to Australians. Uh, in the 1970s, the there was only about 20 hectares of Sauvignon Blanc producing grapes. But there's over 61... 6,100 hectares today. Uh, yeah, as you said, it's all mostly in Adelaide Hills and Margaret River. It was a bit more trivia. It was one of the first bottles. It was one of the first wines to have a screw cap instead of a cork. Yes, and uh, interestingly enough, the second most popular white now is Chardonnay, which for the longest time held the crown as most popular. Mm. Which is very similar to this, but probably a little drier i would say yeah yeah i would say it's it's a drier white and potentially people just weren't aware of the sauvignon blanc varietal mm. as much as they are now oh absolutely we can thank our kiwi neighbors for that because in the first decade of the new millennium there were some fantastic wines coming out of the marlborough region in new zealand uh like cloud bay and um uh, was it martinborough vineyard yes martinborough vineyard yes and i, I do recall drinking cloud bay mm. wines and they yeah, are quite pleasant, I believe. Yeah, so the the first few years, you know, they just exported all this stuff to Australia like crazy, and people were like, "Yeah, okay, what's this? <laughs> what's this, mate?" Yeah. Uh, but it it slowly caught on, and even though there was a little price drop due to the excess supply, uh, the the buzz it created uh, really made it take off as a popular wine in Australia. Yeah, fortunately, the uh, the cooler climates in New Zealand as a whole, on both North and South Island, really lend themselves to the growing of grapes, and especially mm. the Sauvignon Blanc variety that thrives in cooler climates. Yeah, it's a it's an island type of climate, so you tend to get milder 
nights and cooler days. I believe the uh, northernmost point is roughly in line with Sydney. Hmm. That would make the North Island about level with the Hunter Valley and that area. Yeah, which, which explains why the whole country is a great place to grow mm. wine. It's a great place for Middle Earth, too. Yes, yes, it is a fantastic place for Middle <laughs> Earth. The uh, One of the runners-up for our odd drop selection was Shadowfax Wine. Shadowfax Sauvignon Blanc. Mm, and it would, in fact, be a good wine to be drinking if they were taking the Sauv Blanc to Isengard. <laughs> They're taking the grog to Isengard. All right. But while we're talking about odd drops, though, let's uh, let's mention today's odd drop, which is S for Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, from South Australia, and the uh, the actual company itself is S4. So it is the S4 Sauvignon Blanc. This is also a 2016. Apparently, it has herbaceous varietal classics with a citrus zing. It's described as young and fresh with vitality and exuberance. Which makes perfect sense for S4 Sauvignon Blanc because it comes across as a slightly childish name. Yeah. Because, you know, Sesame Street or kids shows are like, oh, S for Sauvignon Blanc or S for Street. Yeah. And we did, in fact, find that they stock S4 Sauvignon Blanc at uh, our favourite bottle shop. Hmm. I think you dear listeners already know what our favourite bottle shop is. We we, don't need to mention it again. We like variety. It's uh, D for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's D for Jim Murphy's, right? Yes, I, I did discover the existence of a Jim Murphy's Which is just all about jumping on the train of people searching Murphy's, obviously mm. Of course I mean, if you can jump on a bandwagon Yeah, if you're looking up Murphy's Law, you're going to find G- Jim Murphy's You're going to find alcohol oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want when it's all going wrong No, yeah. we, we did not... Uh, we do not, in fact, support people getting depressed and drinking to try and cheer themselves up. No, it doesn't work. We, we support getting with friends and then enjoying a glass or two with conversation to cheer yourself hmm. up. Having a drink to experience the alcohol. Yes, indeed. And Which is. And that, that's the whole reason why we're here, where we want to inform, inform people as to what they're drinking. Yes, and uh, having mentioned the uh, New Zealand and the Martin Brew Vineyard, I believe it's time to inform the good listeners about our top drop. Oh, man. This which, sounds so good. Yeah, it's the Martin Vineyard Russian Jack Sauvignon Blanc 2016. Wait, you're doing it all wrong. you got to build up the suspense first. Tell them all the awards it's won. Well, it's it's only won one of them. Oh. It, it won the Platinum Best in Show at the 2017 Decanter World Wine Awards for Best Value Sauvignon Blanc and had a score of 95 out of a possible 100. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, uh, Decanter describe it as a bright, fresh, tangy, balanced Sauvignon with fresh herbal flavours and subtle tropical characteristics with underlying minerality. They say that it is a lovely and appealing wine with striking purity and exceptional length. Well, now, how about that? Yeah. Now, we've only been able to find that exact wine online at one place. Yeah. Apparently, it's a brand exclusive. Yeah. But um, from what we've seen about the region and the vineyard, any 2016 Sauvignon Blanc from from Martinborough Vineyards that you're able to source at your local bottle shop should be a good drink. Mm. Yeah, 2016 was a particularly good year for Sauvignon Blanc and the... Uh, Martinborough or even Marlborough region in New Zealand is a fantastic place. So it just so happens that that particular year, that particular place was the best place to get it. 
I mean, I'm not complaining. It was a good drop. Yeah, and it it I mean, it looks fantastic. And if it it seems reasonably priced from where we could find it, but it was in British pounds. I think it hmm. converted into Australian dollars somewhere around the twenty five thirty mark. Yeah, probably about that. I mean, it's we get cheaper imports from New Zealand, so perhaps it would be slightly cheaper. If we could just buy it direct from If from we there. could just buy it direct. But yes, they, if we could find a way. If only we knew someone in New Zealand. Yes, if uh, you know someone in New Zealand or happen to be in New Zealand. <laughs> send us an email. Yeah, send us an email or um, send us a bottle. <laughs> a message in a bottle. We'll put all the details in the show notes. Yeah, just you know, go ahead and uh, convert that bottle into digital information. Send us through the digital version. You wouldn't download a drink, would you? I'd download a drink. (laughs) Stay tuned to the end to listen for all our contact details. So where can you find Sauvignon Blanc? Basically anywhere. Uh, I've seen it. You get it at pubs. It's usually the house wine at pubs, uh, clubs. Uh, It's normally the, the white option at a wedding or an event. Yeah, absolutely. It does tend to be amongst the... If there's beer and wine offered at something, it will be the wine, probably. Mm. It'll be the white. Yeah. And the house red's probably a Shiraz. Probably Shiraz or a Cab Sav. Yeah. Which is basically the same thing, but red. Yeah, and yeah, usually the the white on offer will be a Sauv Blanc or a Chardonnay. The safe ones. The safe ones. <laughs> and and Sauv Blanc is safer now than it used to be because it has overtaken Chardonnay. How interesting. So why why would you recommend against other wines? Are they unsafe? No, I, I would Do, not. Will they come at you with a knife? I wouldn't recommend against them. I'm saying it's uh, it has, I'd say, less distinctive flavors. It's more likely to fit more palates. More likely to be not bad. Not more likely to be more <laughs> palatable to more people. Gotcha. That makes sense. There are certain wines that, you know, it's too dry or it's too bitey or it's too Mm. sweet. Or it'll just eat your face off. Or it'll, yeah, just eat your face off like some (laughs) bad Shirazes. I still can't get over that description. It's really good. I love it. Yeah, because like, you know, some some Rieslings, for example, are just really sweet. Mm. So it's a risk to put a Riesling as the white at an event because not everyone likes really sweet wines. I guess you could all just have dessert wines. You, as well, you could, you could, but then if you go with a soft blanc, it's sweet but not too sweet. So you mm. satisfy the people who like a sweet wine, and it's dry but not too dry. So you satisfy the people who like a dry wine. Makes sense. So at some point in the 18th century, the somehow the Cabernet Franc uh, grape varietal somehow managed to pair with the Cabernet Sauvignon varietal, and. Basically, we ended up with Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc, which grew wild through France. And mm. naturally, as the French would do, they went, hey, here's a wine I don't have to grow. Yeah, this, well, here's this a grape is, I don't have to grow. Let's make wine out of it. This is already here. I wonder what it tastes like as a wine. Yeah. I mean, it's the Bordeaux region. I'm assuming that they just figured that anything grown in this area was pretty good. Mm. And if it's a grape, they can try and make wine out of it. And why wouldn't you? And it turned out pretty well. It was a good guess. I mean, yeah, that's not an awful lot of history behind it, as some drinks have history and stories, and this one's just, oh, look at that, let's make wine out of it. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it's 
such a popular great popular wine now. Yeah, it's it's popular, it's delicious. It, it means we have a short episode. It means we have a short episode <laughs> and uh, so our apologies dear listeners for not being able to listen to us for significantly longer. Well, this week we're short and sweet, just like the wine. Just like the wine. Because if you hold it on hold on to it for too long, it turns into a pea and asparagus wine. <laughs> Apparently, yes, the the flavors as as we know of, of wines. Yeah. Once you open them, the flavors change and of course they slowly change over time anyway and if it's not a wine for aging and most wines most whites don't age particularly well you, you don't uh, sell a whites nearly as long as as reds no but there are white wines that are better for aging and sauvignon blanc is not one of them yes yeah, so, i mean i have a uh, a sauvignon blanc a victorian sauvignon blanc from last year that mm. uh, i'm i'm going to give it it's it's one that can age a bit. It is not a quaffing Sauvignon Blanc. I'm gonna give it about five years. I think that'll be. Uh, I think it'll be about right. Well, I suppose this one's two. Mm, two, and it would have been good for three. Mm. Another three. Uh, well, no, it would have been good for three. So next year it would have right still been good, but after that it would have been starting on the decline. That is something I needed to ask you actually. What what's the deal with the uh, divots at the bottom of the wine bottle because I know off the top of my head that the shallower the indent, the sooner you're supposed to drink it. Yeah, so yeah, as as we, uh, I'm sure I mentioned it in our wine episode about the divots briefly, if not in more detail. Hmm. But the ones it, that are, well, it, it's worth mentioning again because yes, it's been a while since it, that episode. It has, that's true, and the, the ones that are almost completely flat are what are called quaffing wines, which means that. You can open them and drink them straight away, or over the next two to three years, they'll show some improvement and increased complexity in flavor, and after that point, they'll just turn. Whereas anything that has a bit of a divot in it, if it's a deeper divot, you can hold on to it longer, but how long you hold on to it, as we've said in this episode, does vary depending on the variety of wine. But if you're looking for something to quaff straight away or drink reasonably soon, that's the one of the quickest ways to tell without having to read the text at the back. Yes. Or do a bit of research or doing before doing a bit of research on the wine producers. Yeah, I mean if you know the varietal of wine you're wanting to get and you know the region you want to then you should know which regions it's going to be good from, which means that you can look for something from that region and it should be pretty good. Assuming it was a good year, and even if it was a bad year, it should still be acceptable. Mm. So this is this wine is starting to taste nicer towards the end of the glass, which means that we've given it enough time to breathe, and therefore the next glass is going to taste even better. Mm, that is that is true. Most wines are like that. We give it a bit of time to breathe, but not overly long before no. drinking it. No. And I think we let it breathe for, what, 10 minutes or so? 5 to 10? 5 to 10. Probably. I think half an hour is the, the, the recommended. The recommended. Yeah, which is why towards the end of the episode, we get to tell you, dear listeners, about the, the distinct differences mm. and how much smoother a wine is after you've let it breathe. Yeah, well, the the last few mouthfuls of this of this Sauvignon Blanc have lost its bite and it's become more, much more mellow and uh, sweet. So it's become sweeter than it was originally. Well, only a smidge. It's lost the... It's less acidic than than before, than when we opened it, which is normal for a, a wine. Yeah. 
Um, but there, se- there seems to be a point where it goes from less acidic or acidic to less acidic and then turns and becomes vinegar. Yes. Now, now that it's open, of course, it really should be consumed within the week. Uh, and if you've got a few friends, it's probably worth consuming within the night. The sooner you drink it after letting it breathe from opening, the, the better it's going to be as a general rule. So yeah, from 30 minutes to 24 hours after opening is probably best, I would say. Well, that that's a good lead into the outro because it's almost 30 minutes into ah. recording. There we are. So uh, next time, we will be talking about vermouth. Vermouth. The better half of the martini. Well, of one particular type of martini. Yeah, the other half of a martini. Yes, and uh, so now we can more appropriately tell you how to uh, how to contact us and tell us uh, <laughs> if you like our show and send your friends in our general direction to have them listen to our podcast. Yeah, our email address is agooddrop at gmail.com. Our website is a agoodrop.com.au. And, of course, we are a Good Drop Podcast on Facebook. And, we, uh, and also, iTunes. Yeah, a Good Drop Podcast on iTunes. We're on Podbean, which may well be where you're listening to us. Yeah. Or your favorite RSS downloader, your favorite podcast location. Give us a search. Have a listen. Yes. Share us around just like a good drink. Like a good drink. Like a good... Like a Russian with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> And, yeah, that's it. Until next time. I'm Michael. I'm Stu. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.